Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. The Wicked Horror Show, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Secret Underground Hideout, That Strange Show, Cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Horror Squad Podcast, The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Black and White Fright, Dorks the Podcast, for more information check out thedorkening.com. guys it's james from the james and jen podcast experience here for another fantastic episode um this today it's a semi-solo show i got uh jay here uh, who will be our co-host uh this week uh as jay is, jen actually is a little uh, occupied so she not, could not join us for this episode uh so welcome back jay thanks for What's uh, coming on good to be back thanks man no problem so uh Jay, um, we are both avid sports fans, and during this time of unprecedentedness, uh, the big thing has been there's been no sports, none whatsoever. I mean, sports kind of came back last weekend with some of the European soccer, some 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 fantasy golf tournaments and stuff like that. How have you been dealing with the lack of sports? Well, <clears throat> to be honest, uh, the last dance. Have you watched any of that about the Chicago Bulls historic 1997-98 season? Uh, it was a 10-episode docu-series. Awesome. Just epic. I was a huge Jordan fan back in the 90s. It was my life. Uh, just transported back to when I was 16, 15, 16 years old and just loved every second of it. 10 hours. Awesome. Did you catch any of that? I'm on episode two. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, I want to watch it and I'm not like against watching it. Uh, it's just one of those things like I didn't grow up with Jordan. Like Jordan was really much when I got into sports. I was 10, 11. That's when that was starting to die down a little bit. Um, so for me, just watching is pretty interesting, but I've heard reviews on it. So you were a Jordan fan going into this. Did any new revelations about Jordan has your, 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 your thought of Jordan changed with kind of stuff that came out in the documentary? Like I know people are saying like it, some people are saying it didn't paint Jordan in a great light after the fact, you know, he's still in basketball. He's still like one of the best, but like some of the stories that came out from this, docuseries kind of took a little bit of the shine off Jordan as just a person. Yeah. So if I jump back into the time machine, so to speak, right. And go back, Michael Jordan was just one of those gods to me, right? He was a hero. He was a guy that I wanted to emulate. I would be playing basketball out in the, in my yard and just saying, Hey, let's take this last shot. This is, you know, like just replaying what he, he was doing in every facet. Right. So at the time, obviously I'm a kid. I don't know all the backstory other than this guy is just a mythical basketball player and just a mythical man. Just, he was marketing genius face on everything. He was everywhere space jam just whatever right he was he was in everybody's vision and uh of what tiger woods is you know back in the early 2000s just this guy that was just awesome right and watching this series just going through it again i'm 15 16 not too much into the media of what is actually happening like the thing with Scotty Pippen. I, I, Dennis Rodman was like another here. Like I loved him too. Back when he was on the 
Pistons and back. So all these stories that if you're only on episode two, they're still going into like the history of this team. And I already knew all that. I read all of his books. I read Dennis Robbins book. It's like, so it's like not new stuff, especially where you're at right now. But obviously as it goes along, it starts getting more into that season where I'm like, 15, 16, I was on the varsity basketball team in high school. I was doing my own thing. I was kind of like, yeah, it's in the periphery. I'm watching it. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. But all these backstories, all these things that are happening, you know, I just wasn't, you know, too into the media of it other than just watching him play and just being like, this guy's awesome. That's about it. So it's like watching it all over again. It's just my love just grew. It just is like, yep, yep, that I remember that that guy's the guy. And just, you know, it just elevates what I always thought of him anyway. I mean, I'm a, I'm a ride or die Jordan guy anyway. No one's going to steer me any other way. That was my era. I'm there. I got to watch LeBron from the start or Kobe, all these guys. I got to watch from the beginning and, and come to an end. Obviously, LeBron, LeBron's still going, but watching this again and just seeing Jordan just being like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm 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 ride or die. It's just he, he's still he's still the guy to me and, and nothing, nothing fazed me. Nothing about what he did. Again, read all of his books, Jordan rules, all that stuff. So n- nothing was a shock. And everyone's like, oh, I'm worried about his image or whatever. Not me. No, I was I was jaded already, right? <laughs> so I was I was pretty on a narrow path. So unfortunately, totally biased, and so be it. So, well, one of the things that came out, you know, I was listening to Felger and Maz, and they were they were breaking down the last two episodes, uh, not really into details. Like everybody knows what happened, you know, the, the shot in Utah. Do you believe the food poisoning? Do you think it was food poisoning? Do you think it was the flu? Do you think he was hungover? Well, like you've heard rumors and in the end, know that like exactly what it was and what could it have been like? Yeah, there's obviously a lot of uh, other theories out there. Uh, hungover. Uh, he went do, to do, Vegas. Do, do you believe? Do you believe the theory that they put out there that he they couldn't find a, any anything to eat for Michael Jordan at ten thirty at night? Okay, so I do, and the reason for that, guess what? I I, <laughs> I used to live in Utah. <laughs> you know, like the, I lived there for six years. The place is pretty desolate. Obviously, being up in Park City, I guess I am kind of shocked that no restaurants were open. But the way they allude to the story is that it was pretty late at night after ten o'clock. Utah is one of those funny states that just wants to shut down. You know, it's it's not uh, uncommon, I guess, so to speak. But uh, I I do want to believe it because I've just heard it from total uh, multiple sources at this point. I've listened to podcasts on Barstool. Uh, I've listened to you know uh, other podcasts just kind of saying, hey, you know, all the stories seem to roll into the same one. So I'm like, all right, I I guess. But at the same time, that flu game, it was it, sure. And that's what they were trying to say. Like, well, it wasn't the flu. It was, it was, uh, you know, uh, something else. It was something else, but they just couldn't, you know, it, it, they couldn't call it food poisoning game because it didn't make any sense. Like flu game, ah, you know, rolls off the tongue a lot better. Right. So <laughs> I think that's just yeah, what I they just went think... with. And, and I, and I guess I agree. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, but yeah, no, it's, you know. it's okay. No, it was just funny that the way they were breaking it down being like Michael Jordan, you're in the city where they're hosting, you know, the NBA finals. And you're telling me that you can't, the hotel's not like Michael Jordan wants a steak and a potato and you don't think the hotel's going to be like, here's a steak and a potato. Like, you know, it just, some of that stuff is kind of like, it's Michael Jordan. He's the most, he's the, he's the, the most famous current athlete in the world. And you're telling me that you couldn't get food for him anywhere, wherever. And like, you've resorted to like a random pizza place that five people, five people showed up. So you're telling me that when you called in the pizza, you're like, this is a pizza for Michael Jordan. Like you're not using like a fake name or like the trainer's name or anybody else's name, like stuff like that was kind of sitting there being like, especially when the trainer was like, uh, I thought something was up with this pizza. Then why are you going to let him eat it? If you thought something was up with the pizza, like stuff like that, you know, I could think it's a conspiracy theory. Like you could take it any way you want, but like things like that, I'm sitting there being like, "Eh, that just doesn't seem like right. Yeah, and I think that same game, he still scored, like, I don't know, 45 40 points. 40-some points, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, whatever you want to call it, whatever story you wanted to have behind it, sure, you know, like, but... I mean, uh-huh. David Wells pitched a p- perfect game, like, drunk, so, like... 
Yeah, I no, guess I mean, whatever it could be. I mean, I guess I don't put it again. Utah, very interesting state. I don't know why they would want to do something like that on purpose, but yeah, I guess you know whatever edge they wanted to get. <laughs> I mean, and it's not it's not like they had like they were up three games to two, and that was like Utah's deciding game. No, the Bulls were up three games to two. Like that was their deciding game, and then like come on. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's on my queue. It's on my list of things I need to watch. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, is that kind of what you're doing? And what else are you get? Are you watching a lot of the old school? Like I know, uh, Nesson had the Bruins 2011 cup run and they had the Red Sox 2004 world series run. Are you watching like a lot of old sports or are you kind of just not, you know, you already seen those games. Yeah. So before the whole pandemic started, right, uh, probably a month before, I guess we were ahead of the game and far, as far as TV watching, we dialed it back and only went streaming. So the only networks, I, I don't have live TV. So I haven't stopped watching sports probably a month before everything got shut down. So I was living that way for 30 days and I was already pulling my hair out. So the fact that this is happening, I'm like solidifies like, wow, I actually made the right decision, right? You know, I'm not consumed by what the Celtics were doing or... Hey, you know, even with the Red Stocks starting to play, but they didn't, right? So uh, ESPN Plus has been really the way that I would go. And because of the last dance, they've started to replay a lot of Jordan's old games on ESPN's platform. So I've been able to watch some of the old school. And of course, yes, I was watching that. So they would talk about a game in the video and then they would actually play it the next couple days and say, Hey, remember this game when Jordan did this or that? So I saw the old Celtics game when he scored uh, 69 in the garden, the playoff game. So I watched that all over again, just watching his mystique. And it's just like, cause now these are games that I haven't seen that I don't remember, you know, and I'm just like, this is amazing. Um, so that's kind of all, all I've really done uh, other than just, you know, listening to some, you know, podcast kind of helping me out as to far as what's the NBA trying to do, what's the MLB trying to do, uh, the soccer out in Europe, uh, UFC was a big deal. They uh, they had that event, WWE wrestling stuff like that. They're starting to have their events, which is just not the same. There's no fans. It's just it doesn't make any sense. Empty but arena, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, some of these things don't make any sense. But as far as some sports would make sense yeah basketball is one of the you know i'm a big basketball guy anyway and i think that sport could really live in a world where there is no fans i'd love to hear the 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 guys chirp at each other i would love to hear the the sneakers chirp around as well you know it's a different feel i'd love to see that in a very closed setting baseball i don't know i guess the fans don't affect that game at all either so that would totally be fine and football, same thing. I love watching football on TV. So for any of these sports, it's like, yeah, I ain't going to the games anyway because that's just not what I do. Um, so I'm, I'm cool with when they do come back, watching them on TV is not going to be, you know, not not too crazy. And I know PGA is coming back in June. You know, a couple, couple events happening here and there. Um, so, again, don't need the spectators in that sport either. So I can watch that too and totally be cool. So. I'm eager for you... everything to come back, but you know, as far as going oh, yeah. to events, that's not going to change much for me. Oh, it's, I mean, yeah, going to going to a Red Sox game or a Bruins game or a Pats game is not going to happen this year, um, for sure. Just just the way just the way the Commonwealth the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is kind of laying it out. Like, you know, I'd be very surprised if people are in Gillette Week One to watch the Pats versus the Dolphins. Like, I'd be unbelievably surprised if that actually happened. Um. So, I mean, you, you brought up some of the reopening in the NBA. Um, I mean, in some of the proposals you've heard out there, like the bubbles and them just going right to the playoffs, you know, you know, expanding the playoffs, more teams are in it. Um, you being a basketball fan and, you know, the playoffs are, you know, technically they should be in the NBA finals this week, uh, or at least that should be starting in the next couple days. Um, what? in what form would you want the NBA to come in back in as full playoffs, all the same rounds, you know, seven rounds, seven game series for every round, or would you like a little bit more condensed to kind of get through it a little quicker? So you kind of get to like the meat and potatoes, which are the conference finals and the finals. So I love the ideas that have been kind of thrown out there where, uh, and these are theories. These are not really the NBA people talking, but I'd love to see, 
uh, kind of like a NCAA type uh, way of like, you know, kind of figuring out who's going to be where and why, because you're not going to really finish out the season. It's going to be condensed. So to have some kind of like single elimination type style to kind of get to the point of the last 12 teams and then having a regular final, you know, a regular pathway that point for the playoffs would make, would be really cool. As far as them trying to do that, they might have a couple of playing games, but if you think about that way, if you've got some of the teams that are like, the 10 worst teams in the leagues, why would they come back? What is that going to look like? What is that? You know, and then if you have the top teams playing them, is that unfair? Cause those guys, it's now at a point where it's like, I just want to earn my paycheck. I just want to play. Uh, this is what I do. And I just want to get back out there. So I'm like, that's all cool. But it's like, I really just want to get it whittled down to the top eight. Go for it. You know, or top 16, right? Eight on each side, start, start yeah. trying to figure it out. Do you think that one of the things they might do is cut those playoff series down a little bit until they get to the finals? I know that's been that's been kicked around for a while now. Is making the first two rounds a best of five instead of a best of seven? Yeah, even because, without the pandemic, they should be doing that anyway. I think a seven game <laughs> series for a one and an eight is ridiculous, and you know it just it, it it's just it that first round is always the most like hitting my head against the wall Hurry unless up, you're watching it, unless you're watching the four and the five like okay maybe that's interesting or the three and the six okay maybe that's interesting but two seven one eight it's just i don't know it's just it's, that should be a very condensed series for sure first round i i agree but that that should be a rule anyway they had it for a while and then they went back to seven games so to me it's just like they're keep flip-flopping about that and well i mean the owners want their playoff revenue. they want their gate like that's why um i mean it's not you don't have to hide that fact from anybody um you know they say you know they say that an nhl playoff game the home team nets a million dollars a game that's why you want those home playoff dates you can and you're not paying the players in the playoffs. You're not. Their, their contract is for the regular season. So, you know, a lot of times the players are playing, you know, without a paycheck until, you know, you win the Stanley Cup and then they get that Stanley Cup bonus um, in the NHL. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just – it just feels like the NBA playoffs take almost as long as the regular season. Like, because, like, you have game I think one. It's, I think it's eight it's weeks. Like, it's like two months or something like that. It starts uh, in early May and goes all the way through June. Some days, no, I think it starts in April. Yeah, probably late April. Oh yeah, it's it's eight weeks or more, <laughs> depending on funny how many series go. What was it? Was it last year or two years ago? The Celtics were in a game and they played a game like on like a playoff game like on Tuesday, and game two was like on Sunday, and I'm like, how is this not every other day you have a game? Like. <laughs> I'm yeah, there and, like, and it gets worse when you have to go on uh, a, a west coast and an east coast team in the finals because now they have to travel and they have to have that rest and whatever yeah it, it it's it's i i agree it's entirely way too long i'd love for their decisions now to kind of change a couple things uh but i believe they should have some ramp up games when they come back let them kind of get acclimated and then kind of phase out the teams that are in the lottery and let them kind of figure that out. And then as far as the rest of the teams that are actually playoff contention, let them let them play. And that, and that's why I said uh, expanding the playoff picture is probably pretty cool, pretty cool idea, but limiting the games in a sense that it is single elimination up to about a certain point. But if you do that all the way through, to me, that's not a real championship. You know, so it's it's kind of this Mickey Mouse thing that happened. Uh, no well, pun I mean, intended, I, I, being that it's going to be in Orlando, probably. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, realistically, in, 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 in a lot of people are saying, like, you know, whoever wins this, there will be a, 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 not a literal, a figurative asterisk next to it. Because you you lost, I think for the for hockey, you lost 10 to 12 games. And I think the NBA, you lost a lot more. I think they had a lot more left of the schedule. Like, I think they only paid like 85% of their games or something like that. So realistically, you could, you know, in, in, in whoever team loses in the finals, say it's, say it is uh, Milwaukee versus the Lakers or the Clippers versus Milwaukee. Like, one of those three teams. Like, I just, that's who I think. I think Milwaukee's coming out of the East. I think Celtics are good. I think they're going to make a run. I just think 
at the end of the day, the Milwaukee Bucks are just no one can stop, you know, uh, Giannis and I, the 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 Celtics just haven't been well. Now they probably are healthier, the healthiest they've been all season. Um, um, but you know, you're I, I just if say Milwaukee wins and the Lakers lose, you know, it's the first thing they're going to say. Well, you know, we had three months off. There was a break. This is not really like we didn't finish playing the rest of the regular season. Like, I just feel like the excuses will come up. Whoever loses. Like, it, I mean. Yeah, I agree. But if they do have the same format of the playoffs, you still have to just juggernaut through so many games with so many series against the top competitors that I don't think that if they change any of that playoff format. Yeah. Then I think to me, it's like, eh, you know, let's put that asterisk there, you know, just whatever. But if they do kind of fulfill what they want to getting to every team playing 70 games and then starting the playoffs from there, which would then tilt the league to starting later, like now after Christmas, which would be well, I know there's phenomenal. Been talk that, yeah. And, and there's, there's been talk Mark Cuban's been very, very vocal about this even before the pandemic was they should be starting on Christmas day. Like that should be their home opener because the NFL season's done. Basically they have two more weeks and it's the playoffs and then it'll be three more weeks. Then it's the playoffs. You're not competing with the NHL opening in October and November. You're not completing with football on Sunday, Mondays, Thursdays and college footballs and Saturday. Like, you get to December, it's literally you in the NHL. Like, and you have college basketball in there as well, but like for like the prime time, like spots, you know, ESPN can then like, cause they, they, I, I always feel like ESPN falls and NBA and uh, football. Those are the two sports. They just basketball and football though. You know, you, you your football coverage, will, your, you'll tail off and then you can go hard into, you know, opening night on Christmas morning. Like, you have you already have a slate of primetime games that day anyway. Now that you're opening your season with, like, I mean, and I mean, how many times have we watched the Celtics on Christmas Day? You know, for the last couple of years, that's what we come home. We come to you know, you know, Mar and Pete's house and just turn on the TV and we turn the Celtics game on. Oh yeah, no, it, I I love it. I love the idea that uh, the only sport that I think that would really affect is uh, baseball. And I bet baseball where it was like, oh man, that, that would stink because now you got NBA going through the summer and to compete with that, that's unfortunately MLB is like summer's ours. Right. And so it's like, this is, this is our time. You know, you know, golf, uh, you know, was on the rise and then they kind of flattened out. Um, but maybe this is the kick in the pants that major league baseball needs to do to reinvent their game. And that's the thing. If we can pivot there and kind of go to the MLB for a second, that's the sport that I'm kind of most concerned about as far as just like, what are you guys doing? What's happening here? Like your, your, your sport to me is great in person (laughs) and and, and you're not going to have that. Like that's, that's the one sport that you want to be at the ballpark. That that's, that's the nostalgic. That's what I like about baseball to watch it on TV. Guess what? Flipping the channel. Sorry. You're not going to get I mean, the viewers, it's, right? It, it's that. And it, it, I, I listen to it on the radio more. Like, it's just, I'm, I've always been like, I'd rather have it on the background while I'll do dishes or I'm on the porch or I'm at the beach. It's just turn on the radio and just listen to the game on the radio. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, in person, I can sit and eat a hot dog, talk to my buddy, have a beer, score the game. Like, that's just a live. You're outside. It's be beautiful. It's nighttime. Oh. I don't know. You're at Fenway. Are you telling me Come the on. Last the last four days have been oh, gorgeous yeah. yeah. and you're sitting there being like, and so on my desktop, I have Fenway, a picture of Fenway in during the day. And I'm sitting there being like, I just want to be in the bleachers with a beer and a hot dog. Just like, just sitting in the sun, enjoying the day. Like, yeah. um, you know, and, and you can do, you know, you could do baseball, but I, I just think the game is very much unwatchable. It's four plus hours at the ballpark. Even if you go to the ballpark, you know, I've been a big proponent of night games for a while now. And, you know, and, you know, I love afternoon games. I think baseball is where you can see the green and the grass green and the blue sky. And yep. you see the, you see everything is just brighter in the day. That's why I love Saturday afternoon games or the, or the, the, the afternoon getaway games, like on a random Wednesday. Um, 
but like they and i get it they want the eight o'clock time seven eight o'clock time spot because that's where you can charge more money for advertising i get it like i'm not arguing that fact but even like you're watching the game at fenway or anywhere it can get tiresome too because it's just like okay another pitching changed okay all right let's like come on like it's you know and that's why like going to the minor league games you know hartford you know with the yard goats and here we have um a single a team uh with the pitching clock man it speeds up that game just a little bit more you know oh yeah and and like i said with with baseball kind of what you were you know, kind of alluding to watching it at home, you you, you kind of get easily get distracted. And the benefit that baseball always had would be that most shows are kind of like getting off a summer schedule and things are starting to settle down a little bit. So they get a little bit more viewership, right? And more marketing that way. But if you add NBA to that mix and start competing with that at prime time, how I guess that would be cool. Like, think about it. You're watching the Red Sox, and then you're like, flip to the other channel when you're watching a pitching change. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that is a good idea. Maybe that sandwiching them together. As far as a Boston fan, and that's what we are, right? So Celtics, Benway, you're just kind of clicking back and forth. I mean, I would do that, uh, but I'd catch myself. A basketball is a little bit more, you know. You want to watch in spurts, you know, and and obviously basketball. You you watch the first quarter, great. The second and third, you're kind of like, all right, I don't it's need to really the pay. And then you go into the fourth, and it's like, ah, uh, it's must-see TV. Like, that's oh, yeah. what you got to watch. You know, like, it doesn't matter if you're up by 20 or whatever. Like, it, basketball is so flowing that uh, – just, you, j- j- just, just ask the Lakers how they're being up by 20 in uh, the fourth quarter of a finals game. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, I mean, I, I, for me, I'm such a baseball purist. It's – you know, I, I was I was talking to Jen about it too, and she just makes fun of me when I put a baseball game on the radio or I put it on television. I sit down and watch a baseball game. She goes, "Why are you watching baseball?" Or I'd be like, "Hey, I'm going over to the the tri the Valley Cats over here. I'm going to watch the game." And she goes, "Like, what? What? I don't get it. Like, you can just sit there." And I'm like, oh, "If I can sit here all day, I can sit there all night and watch a game. Like, it's just it's like it's calming. It's just fun." Well, and, you, you, uh, you said it before. You alluded to it a bunch, even on the podcast. You love going to the beach and just chill. That's baseball. Yep. That's, to me, that's yep. you're going and you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm all set for three and a half hours of this. Just kick my feet up, have a beer, have a dog, whatever it may be. Chill. Oh, I'm just going to get up, go get some uh, kettle popcorn out in right field. Back. Come back. You know, yeah, it's such a casual watch. Whereas like football, you can miss something if you go to the bathroom. And then when you do go to the bathroom, you're probably waiting online for like forever. And then you're still missing something. So it's like, I, I, I love the Patriots. I love going to their game. The stadium is awesome, but uh, it's just, I want to be there but and also, I hope for the best because <laughs> it's like, I'd rather just watch also, it on TV. With like Fenway, especially. And I've been to Yankee stadium. I've been, I've been to a bunch of different stadiums, sure. old and new Yankee stadium. Um, it's just something about Fenway. It's just you're close. You're like you're close to the field. You're close to the action. Oh, like, what, the, what the ownership has done all around it is pretty awesome with the restaurants, the bars, just the scene. It, you get in there early. I'm not a guy anymore to stay there late. Uh, I kind of I got to miss that boat. But uh, getting there early, grabbing grabbing some food, grabbing a cocktail, getting into sitting the game on Boylston. Late. Yeah. Love it. Oh yeah, yeah no, and, and that's why for me, like the the Patriots Day game is so much fun. Opening day is so much fun. You know, it's you know it's first pitch eleven a.m. Like I know Patriots Day. Like come on, like that's a perfect way. You know, you get up, you know, you're you're driving into Boston, which is closed because it's Marathon Monday to begin with, so you're not hitting any traffic. You pull to Fenway at nine a.m. and the hot dog guys are already hawking hot dogs. You go, the bars are already open. You go down, get a Bloody Mary, get a Coors Light, get whatever. Dude, I'm sold. Pitch. Never like, been, to, never been to that game. I, I I'm sold. I, I, that sounds awesome. Early, early game, right after the race. I mean, I've always known about it, but it's like sometimes I'm at work that day. Like even though it's Patriots Day, I, I'm not in Boston, so I'm still working. And I, I hear about it. <laughs> I get to listen to the game at my uh, at my office or whatever. But uh, not having that this year was 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 uh, was brutal. Yeah, no, no, no marathon, no, no game, no nothing. I mean, it's been, it's just no nothing. 
Um, it's funny because, you know, the, a- the AHL canceled the rest of their season. So there'll be no playoffs for them. They're done for the year. I just, is there a point of no return for these leagues? Is there a date you can look at the calendar and are some of these people contemplating that like you're going to get to a point where you might not feasibly have the calendar space to do the rest of the season? Yeah. And I I guess I'm not thinking about a team like the NHL or AHL or anything like that, but I guess I look forward and I try to figure out how the hell is the NCAA going to try to figure out having a football season this year. They keep saying they will, but I'm like, no students on campus. Why are you having football? I mean, aren't isn't? I don't understand how those athletes are going to go back to campus when the school, when all the kids are online. I, it, to me, I don't understand how that's all going to work. Uh, and I haven't really paid attention too much, other than I just don't see September being the likelihood of football for NCAA sports and how that trust me money money makes the world go around and everybody knows that like they're going to find a way to do it yeah this is the time for the student athlete to protest and say up then pay me (laughs) you know or you know it's already starting to turn that way anyway you see a lot of these guys uh especially on the NBA side skipping going to the NCAA and going to the G league or going in Europe and just saying, I, I want to get paid. Even if it's 20 K a year, I want that. And I'm playing with professionals, older men getting better. And then they're going to get into the draft. I mean, I, I think NCAA has something that like, you better figure this out. And this is the time because the student athlete might have all the power. They might in this situation to say, I know they want to play and they want to get to the NFL, yada, yada, yada. And this is the only pathway, especially for football. There is no amateur, you know, type uh, farm league. So uh, I know they would want to play. I still can't believe there's not like a minor league football league like that's run by the NFL. So where's the person trying to figure that out right now? (laughs) You know, to say, hey, all you athletes, you – you want to go to school or do you just want to come do this right now? Like they always concentrate on these XFL and this, what was the other one? The AFL? Yeah. The um, Alliance of American football. Yeah. The AFL or something like that. Yeah. So they try to do all these other things for all these athletes that don't make the NFL and they need to have a landing spot. Well, that's great, but why don't we have the amateur? I don't know how the great the product would be, but at least it's more of a method to kind of get these guys. I mean, they had NFL Europe for a while, which was like their amateur league for a very long time. Um, I mean, you had that. I mean, I was rooting for the XFL so bad. Like, I watched a lot of XFL. Like, I enjoyed that was a good product. Like, I mean, especially that guy, that quarterback from uh, the Houston team was phenomenal. He actually got drafted or signed by uh, uh, Carolina or something like that. Like he was yeah. just like awesome. And then like they folded up the league because they had to cancel the league six, four or five weeks into the season. Yeah. Which was, which is, which is unfortunate for them. But again, you have all these great ideas for these athletes that are kind of, it's after college. I mean, college has built this great reputation. I mean, the Notre Dames, the Alabamas, you know, just the list goes on. And, and, and I understand how the South and, Texas or even California, like these, they love these teams. They love college football. Unfortunately, I was never a guy. I mean, I, 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 again, go back to my roots. I'm a university of Utah guy, ride or die. Love, love the Utes. Uh, but I, there's no passion. I I don't know. It's just like, I love them being there, but it was like, if they never existed or stopped to sort of cease to exist, I guess I wouldn't, wouldn't a blip on the radar. Right. You know, I could just move on. Uh, you talked about the draft early in the, in the, in the podcast. I mean, I watched the draft and I'm telling you about 20 names in, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm all sure, done. Awesome. Like I, I, I can't consume that much college football, especially, Hey, you got kids. I got kids. You think I have enough time to watch, I don't know, 20 games on a Saturday. No, you know? So it's like, I can't keep up. I only understand what guys got drafted at the college that I watch, which is Utah. I try to watch them three, four times a year. I mean, that's the only times they get on prime time, you know, being in the pac 12, it's like, 
11 o'clock at night. I have to stay up to watch them. It's like, it's very rare. So I don't know. It, to me, NCAA, I think has a, has a very interesting direction that they, they, they should go here. And uh, I'm interested as to see what happens there. If they go for it, great. But if they don't, like, I'm like, eh, no biggie. So I wanted to leave this topic for the uh, last part of this episode was Tampa Bay. Oh, little um, Tommy boy. Yeah. How, how do you feel about Mr. Tommy boy jumping ship? And uh, do you be- who do you believe in the breakup? Do you believe the Brady camp or do you believe the Belichick camp? And who do you side with? Hmm. First quick answer. I don't care. Uh, to, but not seeing Tom in a Patriots uniform going into this season is definitely going to be something that's going to be interesting to me. Uh, I've always been more player driven in, in sports. Um, I mean, we, we started to talk about the last dance and how Michael Jordan was my hero. Uh, never lived in Chicago was, you know, it was, you know, call, call what you may front runner at the time. I was nine or eight when I really got into it in the nineties or 1998 for that matter. Uh, so I didn't even know what front running was back then, but obviously if you're eight years old and you see a hero, you kind of latch onto him. That's kind of how it happens. So as far as Tom Brady goes, I'm going to definitely watch him in Tampa Bay. I'm going to definitely be interested in what he does. And I hope he hope for the best. It's a great, I think it's a great spot for him. And I understand what he's trying to do. Go ahead and go for that last run. I just don't know how much that team's going to go over the top with that. Uh, but again, you know, I, uh, Patriots, I'm going to, they're still my team. So I still got to trust in Belichick and, and I'm okay with that. I like the guy. I, I've always liked the guy. I, I like his style, like what he does. Uh, I'll, I'll rag on him at times, but at the same time, nothing but respect there. I think what he's done is, is amazing and we'll continue to do that. Um, but as far as the breakup, I don't know. Um, like I said, I, I, I don't care. I, it makes sense what he tried to do. Uh, that's about it, does man. It, I, I think he went, does, I think he went with his heart. Do, does it frustrate you as a as a fan, as a Patriots fan and a Brady fan, that you see him practicing with his his new teammates, you know, on practice fields at universities and all this stuff? Where when he was with the Patriots, he didn't go to the OTAs, he didn't go to the passing camps, he didn't do any of that stuff. And now that he's in Tampa, he's doing all that stuff and going above and beyond, you know, with his two his new teammates and stuff like that where like that wasn't a priority. It seemed like in new England. Yeah. I guess for him being in new England, just knowing the system, knowing how to work with Belichick, just kind of knowing what his style was, not being really surprised with a bunch of things, his, the guys around him, what have you distancing himself, uh, was his prerogative to kind of be closer to the family, what have you. Um, those were always his objectives. And now it's kind of like tilted in a sense that I think in his mind, this is his last run. Uh, he doesn't know these guys and he needs to know these guys. If he really wants to make a Super Bowl run with this team, he's got to put in the work. And I think that's kind of where it was. Cause if you go back to probably when Tom Brady was like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I'm sure he was there. You know, I think he did put in the time. I think he did want to work with the guys and really try to excel back then uh, to be more closer to the league. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a guess and an assumption there. Cause it's back then I can't go far that far back. I'd have to trust on the media members that kind of, and you know, tell me, tell me that was true or not. But, uh, I think he's just trying to do what is most best for him. And just to me, it's not, it's neither here nor there. Uh, I just hope a guy like, uh, Stedham, right. Is, 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 like, what's the word there? <laughs> you know, like, is he doing really trying to go above and beyond and really work with the teammates and really try to get himself better? I know they can't. I, I think it's really hard for them to do that right now, but I, I just hope he's doing what he, it, it takes. You know, I, I want him to succeed. I want them to keep winning and make the playoffs and I want them to go as far as they can. Now I love the battle of like, who's going to be better Belichick or Brady, right? Like uh, I can't and wait I for think- that. And and, and, and I'm on that boat, too, that like him leaving the Patriots is good for both parties. It's because now you can see, is it Belichick or is it Brady? Like, who was it? 
you know, and I think that's good theater and a lot NFL. That's what they thought is a good theater, good stories. Um, I'm very curious to see what Stidham is. Um, everything you've been hearing that you've, you've gotten cranked out by ESPN or the, the Patriots media is that this is their guy. This is their guy moving forward. And we've seen everything we want from him and we like what we see. So we'll see. I mean, they have a brutal schedule this year. Like for welcome to NFL kid. Here's your schedule. Like good luck. (laughs) So, I mean, and the, and I, the league got better. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I think Miami got better. I think the future with Tua down there is going to be very impressive to watch. I don't think – I think Sam Darnold's got something too. I think Buffalo's got a good core. To me, you just look around awesome. and you're like, man, every team got better. And it's like, I don't know, maybe they're still going to be the – not the strongest, but as like, I don't know, the future for those quarterbacks to me is like interesting. And I hope that Statham can hold his own, you know, and just kind of squeak out a couple wins and get us to something, uh, you know, in the, in the playoffs. Well, there's a good thing. There's an extra playoff spot this year. So that, that, that could always make it work a little bit better for us is that extra seventh playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, unfortunately for the AFC, Mahomes ain't going anywhere. That KC team is still pretty strong. Lamar. The Ravens are the Ravens are going to be a juggernaut again next year. So to me, it's like, oh, yeah, Patriots. Great. But it's just like there's there's a lot of good teams <laughs> in the AFC that are just getting better. And, and I don't know. I saw Joe Burrow play a lot in college, LSU. He had a fantastic career. I just hope Cincinnati can kind of right the ship and what they got to do for their organization and their team. And you mean Cincinnati not to be not be like Cincinnati? Yeah. Can uh, you not be Cincinnati? Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, the the Cleveland Cavaliers won at some point, so who knows? Maybe Cincinnati's going to get some magic from. Uh, from Joey Burrow. Who knows? Uh, so, again, another AFC team with a young quarterback that's got a lot of potential. And, uh, and, and Tua. I mean, I can't believe how the AFC just got, to me, super strong. And I don't know. NFC? I don't know. Like, who are we talking about? I think the Rams kind of fizzled out last year. Seattle's always going to be pretty strong. And, you know. Well, it's funny. In, in the joke that I've always seen, and, in, in, again, it's one of those things like, if you ever get in this joke is once, if you get in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots and you lose to the Patriots, you just disappear. Like poof. Like right. think about that. Seattle has never been the same since Atlanta. It's Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. And the Rams, like those are three teams that were like, they, these are the, this team's on the up and up. The Seattle defense is going to be a legendary defense when they win. You know, they're, they're going to win numerous Super Bowls. Atlanta, but that offense, they're going to win. Their offense is unstoppable. Like they're going to score all these points. And, you know, it's not, it's just a bump in the road. They're going to come back even stronger. Like that'll lose record. Uh, you know, and then I don't like the, what happened to the Rams? Like, I'm not the Rams. Like your defense is still stacked. Your offense is stacked. Like, is it the quarterback? Is it golf just not being able to read the field properly? And he kind of panics when McVeigh is no longer in his ear. Like. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, you, you're hitting it. I guess it double, you know, not double edged sword, but it, you see these teams in the NFC just kind of blip. Right. And they they got, they kind of go away, have some success and then kind of go away. But again, you circle back to the AFC, you look at the team like the Patriots and how they've does, done it year over year, kind of plays on the fact that, hey, Belichick kind of knows what he's doing. That's why I got to put my trust in there. Hopefully that uh, that organization organization with Kraft and, and how they want to run things and how they're very good with the money, getting the right players, getting them motivated to play. They still have a great core. They have a great leaders and a lot of guys out there not to, you know, Again, I think you just need a functional quarterback because, again, let's get back. Tom Brady, that's who he was in the first five years. Then he just started to get a couple guys around him, confidence, and started to become this guy that was just amazing. Uh, he always had that drive, you know, back in Michigan. 
Uh, you know, he always had the chip on his shoulder, whatever you want it to be. But uh, I, I just think with Belichick being there, um, some of the core guys that are still there, uh, again, I think the best seaback in uh cornerback in the league, Gilmore. I mean, I have a lot of faith in that. You know, the defense is to me what wins championships. And I think the defense didn't take such a blow and, uh, offensively. Hey, if the defense could keep you to 10 points and remember their defense from last year, just amazing, amazing team last year. I mean, God, even if you were looking at it in fantasy value, uh, they were just one of the best or if not the best. So let's keep that going. And to me, yeah, playoffs are, are bound and, uh, let's see what noise we can make. The problem is guess who's going to be there. The Ravens, the chiefs, they're strong. They're good. They're just going to get better. The Texans. They're, yeah. They're all, they're all going to be there. Like that. That's kind of the, the unfortunate thing in my mind. There's, there's a great, Oh, playoffs, but huge roadblocks. Once you get there, that's, that's, that's a big concern. Well, the good thing about those, you know, the secondary market for Patriots tickets are going to be fantastic for the next couple of years. Other than when Tampa Bay comes to Foxborough next year. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, so how much, how much do you think those tickets are going to be? When, when is it? What month? No, they don't know. So, so you can literally go on and see the Patriots, who the Patriots are going to play for the next 10 years. Because it's a it's a it's a schedule rotation. Yeah. Um. So next year, Tampa Bay is coming to to Foxborough. Oh. So, so 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 that's one of their home games. Their home games is Tampa Bay next year. So it's going to be a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. Easy. Oh, oh, oh my god! It's going to be like the Super Bowl. Like they're gonna they're gonna that's NBC and ESPN are going to salivate over that game. And they're going to be like, <laughs> but, but the crafts will be like, I'm going to give it to CBS at the four forty five show. And I'm like, no, give me the eight thirty time slot. No, it's, it's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be a prime time. Everyone's going to want to know, want to watch that. I, yeah, I don't know. Everyone in the new England, which is going to want to watch that. I think everyone else is going to be like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> the whole dog and pony show of Tom and Brady coming back. Uh, I hate all that narrative. So hopefully, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll love to watch the game, but I, I, the lead up to it is going to be just like, shoot me in the head. What if about, I have to hear Collinsworth? So... <laughs> oh my God. Give me Tony Romo any day. Yeah, um, there you go. So to, to, to tie it back to our first topic, which was the last dance, you look at, Brady's six championships in New England and his track with with New England. You look at Jordan's tenure with the Bulls and his six championships. Are they on the level with each other, or do you give the edge to another another person? Because 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 they're they they are the greatest of all times in both their sports. So or uh, uh, on the very short list of the goats, you know. What do you? How do you feel about the comparisons of the Patriots dynasty to, compared to the Bulls dynasty? Now, I've had a lot of conversation with my boss about this, which is funny because uh, we kind of went back and forth on the last dance, and we we just have a lot of dialogue, um, even for a long time, just in sports in general. Because I like to see things kind of. Uh, I'm never rooting against anybody, or or, or I always want to see everyone else's opinion. For a long time, uh, the debate between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, I was always on the Brady post. I always thought he was better um, for what it was and just his championships and whatever. But to me, as I get a little bit older and kind of going through this process of the last dance, I'm getting to the realization that Tom Brady is more like the LeBron, that longevity is getting Tom Brady to become this mythical quarterback. But greatest of all time, comparable to Michael Jordan, unfortunately, it's more Joe Montana-esque to me because he never lost. He went there, what was it, four, five? What do you he have? He won four. four. He won four, right? Four and oh. I, I understand the numbers don't make sense, but he never lost. He always showed up. Uh, he had a shorter career. He did it when he could. 
he was still on he he got you know he got hurt and then he retired and to me it was just one of those situations very jordan-esque if you want to look at montana in that way whereas lebron people have a lot of depictions that he is the best and the greatest and whatever but his longevity is what's proving that if you condense his career to what jordan's was he's not the same guy physically totally different guy but as far as career wise not the same guy so it, that's where I have it. I was like, look, Tom Brady is the LeBron, right? And and because of their longevity and what they can do with their age and how they've protected themselves and, and took care of themselves. As far as like guys like Jordan and 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 Montana, that's they 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 to me are like in one one spot, and then and then you got LeBron and Brady in another. And it's maybe it's errors if you want to really look at it that way too, because that's kind of what we grew up with. I was going to ask, what are your top five NBA players? Ouch. Uh, unfortunate thing for me, because I'm not a journalist and I'm not going back in history. I've, I'm only going to talk about the guys that I've got to it's, watch. No, play. And, that's, and, and, and that's what I would want you to do. I don't want you to be like, I saw Smokey Joe Lewis from the 1947 St. Louis Hawks. Yeah, like, no. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from those guys, but I can't honestly say, oh, Bill Russell. And I'm like, yeah, obviously it makes a lot of sense, but guess what? I saw Shaq play, and I think that's a guy that you can drop in any era and just dominate. So, yeah, he's up there. I also saw, obviously, Jordan. Um, I'm always going to have, you know, LeBron is in there too. Kobe, which now I'm pretty strong. You know, there, there's my backcourt, and then... I just need one more guard and very hard to say, but uh, I think I want to use a guy today, but I won't. And I'm going to be a little biased here. I'm going to go with John Stockton. So as my, as as my, uh, as my point. See, I can't see for me, it would like LeBron. Again, I my whole real introduction to NBA was LeBron, Iverson, KG, Paul Pierce, like late 90s, early 2000s is where I really started following basketball a little bit more. Um, I just man, I just I don't know what it's about with LeBron. I just I just don't like LeBron. Like I just, you know, is he a hell of a player? Yes. You know, it, maybe it's just his how he handles his transitions to teams. Ding, 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 how- ding. Yeah, no. LeBron as a person, not my favorite. It's, it's, LeBron as a player, always on my team. <laughs> you know, like well, he just does everything right. Well, like, like in, in in especially when he was like, "I'm going to Los Angeles." I'm like, so you went to Cleveland, then you went to Miami, then you went back to Cleveland. Now you're going to Los Angeles. It's like, I know you're like one of the best. You're one going to be one of the all time greats. What does he have? Four championships, or three? Three. I was going to like, I give more credit to Paul Pierce, not talent wise. But character-wise, when it comes to like him being with the team his whole career, for the most part, like I say, for the most part. Uh, but like Kobe, again, it was like, you know, Kobe is Kobe, and he was with the Lakers his entire career. You know, you have Jordan, who, yeah, he went to the Wizards for three years. He's always going to be a bull. You think of Paul Pierce, and you're like, he was always a Celtic. KG, you can either do, te- you know, Minnesota or, you know, um, Boston, you know, you think of Dwayne Wade, you think of him in Miami, not in Chicago, (laughs) Chicago, Cleveland, but but with like LeBron, it's like, what are you talking about? Like pre LeBron, like early LeBron, like when he was then he went to the the big three in Miami or with the redemption LeBron, we went back to Cleveland or like there's too many errors of like LeBron where it's hard to be like. Dude, I, I don't I, I can't take you seriously right now. Like, <laughs> Every move for him was very calculated. And uh, I, I've definitely spoken to a lot of my friends and one of my one of my best friends, Corey, about how everything every movie he had was super calculated. 
as to what he was trying to do. You know, Miami was his college years where he was with his buddies and they were, they were excellent and it was free agency and, you know, like let's, let's go down to Miami. I also, make feel, like, money, right? you know, I also so. feel like what hurt him more was that whole like decision thing. Like that televised special to yeah, say where he's I mean, signing. Yeah, it was super whack, but at the same time, uh, that's what, it, you didn't that's need what to go through that whole was. orchestra or whatever, or circus if you want to be. But uh, you know, I think him in the last, going to my, L.A. is the one that I was just like, oh, like how calculated was that? Like, come on. And then AD goes there. I'm like, that team to me. And that's why I don't know many Lakers fans. I want them to speak up and I want them to declare that like uh, nobody cares and they love Kobe and you're not even, you're not even on the top five in a Laker uniform. That's the crazy part. You're just there uh, taking up space, maybe bringing a championship at one point. And if he does, I'm just going to be like, screw you buddy like well well we'll talk about that in 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 interesting to lebron you know just the lakers in general like lebron and k and ad were trying to make this we're going to be the best team that happened and you know and and at that point you know when the season started you know kobe was still around like you didn't have this shadow of kobe over this team and the passing of Kobe felt like very much like no matter what LeBron James did, he could, they could have gone 16 and 0 in the playoffs and brought them the tying 17th banner to Los Angeles. It will always be Kobe's season. Like it's one of those things, like how tragically Kobe passed away. And now like, it, cause at that point, AD was like, I'm going to be a free agent. So I'm going to try to make my money. Like he, he, there were, you know, AD wants to be a free agent when the season's over. Like he didn't sign the extension with the Lakers. So it's one of those things being like, okay, if AD leaves and that was like your one opportunity and you blew it, like it's going to be like, I think that's going to be a hard pill to swallow for LeBron. Well, and I think this, this break right now is only helping LeBron because he's older. He's got a lot more miles on his legs and his body. And I think this break for him is going to be super beneficial. And if you do condense the season, condense the playoffs, it's going to be beneficial. And you have the spirit and the love and the support behind the whole Laker fan base about Kobe and having that to be your goal. That's going to be tough, man. Uh, to me, that's why it's like, you know, if the season were to keep going and, and they become the ones that come out of it, it's kind of like one of those destinies, <laughs> Yeah, which I'd is be unfortunate. Cause I don't really, I'm not a huge, I, I'm a Celtics fan. So I'm like, ah, <laughs> and the fact that LeBron's there is like double, ah, <laughs> I'd rather see Kobe win another one. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm looking forward to when sports comes back. I know everybody's itching. I know, you know, the, the, the commissioners want it back. You can, you can, I mean, I think sports illustrated literally has come out with one issue a month now, you know, because <laughs> there's no sports to report. Yeah. Um, what are you and, doing during and, quarantine? I don't care what, what the athletes are doing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know, and there's only so many times you can watch highlights of old championships and old games. Trust me. I'm in New York. I I've seen every other night. It's Rangers clips, Mets clips, Yankees clips, Sabres clips, devils. Like it's like every sports Ouch. team in the, yeah. And it's like, okay, like I can't like do this. Yeah. But thank <laughs> God I'm binging. I'm, I'm, I'm binging through some television. So. All right. So with that, this is going to be uh, the end of our sports talk uh, for the week. Uh, so I do want to thank Jay very much for joining us uh, this past week. In uh, a little bit of housekeeping news, uh, me and Jay are currently working on our own solo podcast. Sweet. Um, so that should be hopefully launching in the next couple of weeks. We're still banging out themes and topics and names, name, the name of the podcast. <laughs> 
The um, name would be good. That's a good start. <laughs> it's not going to be James know, we'll and Jay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to kind of, you know, that should be launching. So definitely stay tuned uh, to the Jen and James podcast experience for, you know, additional follow-ups on that, as well as our previous episodes. Uh, also, uh, check out thedorking.com. They are where the show is going to be found. Uh, there's about 17 of the podcasts on there that you can log in and listen to, uh, including Wicked Horror, uh throwdown thursday uh retro octopus uh secret underground secret underground and a bunch of other really cool ones super throwback super retro throwback reviews uh they're all on there they so you got a new episode coming out almost every day um and then there's this show comes out every saturday so definitely tune in uh and visit our sponsor deadly grounds coffee uh get deadly.com for some awesome small business locally roasted coffee heat uh there in connecticut so with that guys have a great uh rest of the weekend happy memorial day uh enjoy the beautiful weather wherever you are and uh, we'll see you next week bye guys yep peace out <laughs>